Welcome to the Brain Soul Success Show, where we learn, explore, and create your powerful positive healing for life. I'm your host, Louise Schwartzwalter. I'm the creator of a five-part mind-body-soul methodology that clears the subconscious blocks to success. From engaging transformational interviews, brain soul success stories, and the secrets shared by brain and spiritual experts, you will reconnect, revitalize, and transform your powerful life. It's time for you. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Brain Soul Success Show, where we learn, explore, and create your powerful positive healing for life. I am so excited to be with my special guest today, Dr. L. Dannenberg. Dr. L., what a pleasure to have you um, on the show today. Thanks. Thanks for the opportunity. This is always exciting for me. Oh, it's so, I mean, I, your background, what you've done, your, um, oh, you're just amazingness. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and just introduce you and then you can kind of fill, you know, certainly tell us some more and fill in the gaps here as we're having a Thank conversation you. today about everything from the gut biome and cancer protocols and the books that you've written um, and your background as a periodontist, right? So you were, you were in private yes. practice for 44 years. That's a long time. It is a long time, um, but look at all that you learned. And then you incorporated that ancestral nutrition, you call it, and lifestyle with your protocol for periodontal disease. And I know that, you know, you have consultations all over the world now with, with people um, and helping them in so many ways with animal-based nutrition, with lifestyle, with oral health, their overall health, helping them get their gut biome, you know, back in line and back in balance. And you're known for those unconventional cancer protocols that you've developed. Yes. 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 I am. Wow. And I'm I mean, living. I'm living proof. You are living proof, and that's what we're going to discover today. So I'm excited for our audience to hear your story. You know, it's going to help them and some of their family members too. I think so. Yeah. Absolutely think so. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, in 2014, you said that you received a certified functional medicine practitioner designation, right? So that's when you did that. In 2015, you were appointed to the faculty of the College of Integrative Medicine and created the college's integrative periodontal teaching module. Wow, yes. so powerful. In April 2017, you earned your designation as an ADAPT trained health professional from Cresser Institute. And you've written some books and you're, you're on 2017, it was crazy good living. And this was ancestral nutrition and lifestyle. And, and that's probably what you use to heal yourself too. You're going to share this with us, right? Yes. It's an evolution though. And uh, I started that way, but uh, I've gotten to a little different place in my way of eating, but we can go into in depth on that subject. And how, and it, how you've been eating. That's awesome. Um, and then April 14th of this, of 2020. So just this last year, you were appointed to the chair of the periodontal committee for the International Academy of Biological Dentistry. Um, you also created a certification course, which bestows the designation as a certified biological nutritional dental professional. We need more of them out there. I agree. Yeah. Wow. Um, and you know, and it's because of my story too, and a lot of our audience knows, 
you know, my health history with my mouth and mercury fillings and everything. Um, so to you for doing this work in the world and helping other people understand the connection to the mouth and health and the gut. Oh, I just love you. <laughs> and what you're doing, I'm so excited. You've also done some other books, Better Belly Blueprint and Is Your Gut Killing You? Um, I'm just delighted to, uh, to dive in and, and learn more about your story. Um, I know that as a periodontist, you know, you did that for 44 years. And then, then it sounds like you're healthy. you were healthy and then you got sick. What happened? Well, I thought I was healthy, right? Um, huh? We actually can go way back. Uh, I'm 73 years old now. So when I was 59 years old, if you want to go into the, the progression of my life, I can do that. Um, sometimes I had diarrhea of the mouth, so you can shut me up. Oh, okay. I'm talking <laughs> okay. too much. So uh, when I was 59 years old, I had a stroke. Oh, and okay. I thought I was healthy, but I wasn't. I weighed about 187 pounds or so at that time. I'm only 5'7", so that was a little chunky maybe. Um, I was eating lots of grains and lots of foods that I shouldn't eat, but that's what everybody ate. So I was okay, I thought, mm -hmm. but I had a stroke. And my conventional medical doctors saved my life, put me on seven medicines for the rest of my life, but that mm -hmm. didn't make sense to me. Mm -hmm. So I started to do some research. My physicians had no idea why I had a stroke. Um, and they really didn't have any idea how I could prevent it. They said, just eat healthier and exercise. Well, what does that mean, right? So right. I went to the major organizations that I thought knew what they were talking about. So I went to the American Heart Association, American Cancer Society, American Diabetic Association, thinking they had the idea of a lifestyle and a diet that would make me healthy. And I use that research. And that's what I did from the age of 59 to 66. I stayed about the same weight, stayed on seven medications, and lo and behold, they didn't do anything for me. Mm -hmm. But at the age of 66, I found a course, a five-day course of all places at the Kripalu Center for Yoga and Health for healthcare professionals on nutrition. And I thought this was the perfect program. They had five or six um, professional people known in their field to speak. And I thought it was going to really summarize everything I needed to know and told me that I was doing great. At least that's what I was thinking. Mm -hmm. Went to the course and I learned, the first thing I learned was practically everything I was doing was wrong. And I wow. learned about primal nutrition. That's the nutrition, that's the foods that our ancestors have eaten for at least 160,000 years, but the human species two and a half million years. So this is what we have evolved to eat and why our species has survived and thrived. Amazing. So it's basically a paleo type diet, paleo lifestyle. And I started thinking that this made so much sense. I got home, told my wife about it. We bumped heads and she said, okay, I'll give you 30 days, see how things work. So we cleared out all the food in our refrigerator, pantry, um, freezer that were not paleo foods. And we had almost no food in the house. We had seven bags of groceries that we actually donated to the food bank. And then we started mm -hmm. We started shopping for animal products, fruits, vegetables, um, nuts, seeds, everything organic, things that I 
really was not eating. And some of the foods I didn't even know about, but I started eating paleo and I did really well. So the age of 66 to 68, I lost over 35 pounds without just when you know, you eat healthy, your hormones balance, and you get Mm -hmm. the junk out. And all my seven medications I was able to wean off of. And I ended the end of those two years with no medications. So I was doing extremely well. And I figured this way of eating, this lifestyle had to be incorporated in the periodontal treatment for my patients, Mm -hmm. because that allowed for excellent healing along with my therapeutic treatment for active periodontal disease. And I was using laser therapy that was really cutting edge for periodontal, severe periodontal disease. Mm -hmm. Those patients of mine that actually incorporated this type of lifestyle with my treatment got phenomenal results. And other Mm -hmm. um, organ systems, other chronic diseases that they had were getting better. So they were really doing overall very, very well. So I started writing, I started lecturing, I started uh, these consultations, virtual consultations all over the world. And I was, by the age of 71, I thought I was the senior poster boy for a, a healthy lifestyle. And I, and I felt great. So I'm, tra- I'm, I'm asked to speak at Paleo FX meeting in Austin, Texas in April, 2018. And I'm traveling, and when I travel, I usually have to go through Atlanta Airport, big airport, lots of concourses. I try to walk those concourses. And I had my bag, my luggage bag on my right shoulder, and it started to ache my shoulder. I've never had a problem like that. So I get to Austin, do my seminar, get back to Charleston, and my right shoulder just keeps hurting. And then the pain goes to my back, and then eventually to my chest, and it's starting to make it difficult for me to breathe. Mm-hmm. I'm a little pigheaded. So eventually I decide, you know, something's not right. I need to go to see my physician. So in August mm-hmm. of 2018, I see my medical doctor mm-hmm. and he orders a bunch of tests and the CBC, the, the blood tests come back normal. The general chemistries come back normal, but he does test for a C-reactive protein, which looks at systemic inflammation. It's, that's very high, which normally is significantly very low for me. Mm-hmm. So He says, there's something here. I don't know what it is. He orders an MRI. We get the MRI. He calls me that night and he says, do you want to come into the office? Do you want to talk on the phone? And this is a guy I've been seeing for 25 years. So I said, Billy, come on. Mm -hmm. How bad could it be? Tell me what's going on. So he jokes around and he says, you know, did somebody beat you up? Did you fall down some steps? I said, of course not. I had my my shoulder. I must have torn a ligament or something. It's really hurting. And he says, it gets very serious. And he says, I see a soft tissue mass on the side of your spine, maybe two Mm. to three centimeters big. Mm. I see a vertebral compression fracture, several broken ribs, a hairline crack in your pelvis. And then of course he gets very serious. And he says, Mm -hmm. I think you have leukemia, lymphoma, or multiple myeloma. Wow. Wow. These are cancers. Here's the guy that thinks he's the senior poster boy for health and the lifestyle that I was living. And I felt great, except my shoulder was hurting and now I was having some breathing problems. Mm-hmm. So he said, Let, let's get in with an oncologist, do some more tests. We do some more tests, um, soft tissue biopsy of this lesion, a, a PET scan, which is a big x-ray with, uh, they inject radio, um, uh, 
um, active glucose that's sucked up by cancer cells to make the cancer glow on the x-ray. And I go to the oncologist, my wife and adult children are there and we talk. And George, the first time I met him, he's my oncologist today. He looks at me and he says that you have IgA kappa, light chain multiple myeloma, big term, type wow. of bone marrow cancer. Mm -hmm. And along with that, severe lytic lesions throughout my skeletal system. That's why my bones are breaking. That's why I had these fractures. It's like a skeletal system of a person that severe osteoporosis. Okay. But when he, uh, then he also says, this cancer is not curable. And he gives wow. me three to six months to live if I do nothing. Wow, that's like a shock. I mean, how did you deal with like the shock of that and well, your wife well, and your family too, you know? A ton of bricks just dropped down on my yeah. head. Yeah. My entire life, I know it has now come to an end. Mm -hmm. And I know that I need to make some very quick decisions. So I'm asking my George, my oncologist, and I said, what do I do? And he says, well, tomorrow we're going to start chemotherapy. And then we'll do some radiation to take care of the pain where you prob have problems breathing. Mm -hmm. And you're not a good candidate for stem, stem cell therapy. And I said, well, why am I doing chemotherapy if my disease is incurable? And he said, well, it's going to put you in remission and you'll feel fine when you're in remission, but you'll go out of remission, the disease will come back and then we'll have to use other chemotherapy, which is more caustic because the original chemotherapy drugs will no longer work. And then you'll be fine until you're not fine. And I said, well, oh. well what, what's going to happen? What, what's going to kill me? I'm kind of geeky. I need to know why I'm, how am I going to die? Yeah, and right. he says that the, the multiple myeloma will create problems. And most people with multiple myeloma eventually die from an infection that cannot be brought under control because my immune system is totally shot or I bleed to death because of severe anemia internally, mm -hmm. or I have kidney failure. And I'm thinking- Oh my gosh, he's wow. giving you all of this. So, I mean, like now your brain is going to all those places. Right, well, what I'm pulling this have? out of him. Right, I'm pulling this information out of him. He's not offering it to me. I'm asking the questions sure. and he says, and, and I say, the only thing that matters to me is quality of life. Right now I feel great, but I have pain in my chest. I mm -hmm. will do the radiation just mm -hmm. so that I can breathe. But I'm not going to put chemicals in my body to destroy my immune system further. And I'm still going to die from this disease. And my quality of life is going to go downhill. So I reject chemotherapy, do the radiation that that does help. Um, and I tell him, and my wife is in agreement, my adult kids are in agreement, that mm -hmm. I need to do some research to create some unconventional cancer protocols to improve my immune system, not destroy it and have the quality of life that I want. I'm not afraid of dying. Mm -hmm. I just want to die healthy. If you know what I mean, I don't <laughs> want to have sure. so much de deterioration in my body that the last several years of my life are just absolutely miserable. I just don't want to do that. So I can, I create these conventional cancer, unconventional cancer, I'll tell you about in a minute. And I do really for the next year, I don't go into remission. I'm not better. I'm not stable, but I feel good. Mm -hmm. But one year later, beyond my prognosis, one year later, 
August of 2019, I'm standing in my bathroom, brushing and flossing my teeth, which I know how to do. Uh, as a dentist, I should, certainly <laughs> should know how to do that. And so I'm standing on the floor. My feet are planted on the floor. I know I have weak bones. I've had a couple pathological fractures over that past year, but I need to throw the dental floss away. The bathroom um, trash can is to my left. So I take the dental floss and twist 90 degrees to my right, my left to throw the dental floss away. And when I do that, my right femur snaps in half. Oh my gosh. I immediately crash to the floor. Mm-hmm. I break two more ribs and I snap my right humerus in half. So I am lying on the floor, writhing in pain. I'm screaming for my wife who's in another room. And I realize at that moment, I am not shape because I can see my arm and my legs, my right leg are in positions that I could never bend them in. So they're totally broken in half. And I know that the quality of my life could never be good at this point. My wife comes in the room, obviously crying and screaming, and she calls the MS and they eventually get me to the hospital. So when I get to the hospital, they fix my right femur because I'm going to sure my right femoral artery and I would bleed to death. So that gets fixed. They don't fix my right arm. And I really reject everything because I really want to die. And I'm ready to die. I know I've lived beyond my prognosis. I'm ready to die. So they send me to a hospice hospital to die. And I'm in hospice. Wow. And the first week in September, I've been in hospice for, you know, a week or so, two weeks. Um, I'm catheterized. I'm heavily on narcotics, very drugged. A hurricane is coming through Charleston. And the hospice hospital is ordered to evacuate all their patients. They don't know where to send me. My wife is a nurse. She arranged this for a hospital bed in the house. So I'm still in hospice, but now I'm at the house. Eventually the hurricane comes through. My wife helps to get a nurse to help me during the day. And she gives me a little tough love, actually a lot of tough love. And she says, (laughs) you are not a victim. You're a survivor. You did well on your unconventional cancer protocols until these fractures. Let's Mm -hmm. get you back on these unconventional cancer protocols, get a physical therapist and, and see what we can do to heal your body. Lo and behold, the physical therapist does wonders. I can actually start to sit up in bed, get the catheter out and use a walker. And I actually get back on my cancer protocols, but actually I revoke hospice and I'm doing amazingly well. And the next month, October of 2019, I go to see my oncologist who didn't, doesn't believe I'm still alive. So we have a conversation and I'm doing quite well. There's a new drug, an immunotherapy drug that just got approved by the FDA, not chemotherapy, just to support my immune system and maybe kill some of my malignant plasma cells. I incorporate that with my unconventional cancer protocols. And let's fast forward to Mm -hmm. May of 2020. And we, he orders a new PET scan to see how my cancer cells are doing. And the PET scan, he calls me at night and he says, make sure your wife is on speakerphone. And he reads the radiology report that says no active cancer cells in the entire body. Oh, yes. Now, wait a minute. I have to, you know, after I started floating 10 inches from the floor, I come back to earth and I realize PET scans are only going to show moderate to severe cancer accumulations, not minimal stuff. Mm -hmm. And I am not in remission, not have a cure for 
What I do have are methods to really improve, recreate a robust immune system, which is everything for healing. And that's what I have done for myself. So I am not in remission, but I feel fantastic. Oh, you know what? What a journey. Thank you for sharing your heartfelt journey with us. You know, I have a question that's probably a little unconventional. Yeah. What do you think the spiritual meaning of all that was for you? I am, I even write about this. Okay. So I don't know how deep you want to get into this, but I, this is another controversial subject, but mm-hmm. I'm very, very passionate about it. I am not religious, so I don't really um, profess a religion, man-made religion, but I am amazingly spiritual. I believe in our soul. And I believe in our soul to the point that we have control of our body and we are not only here one time. So I believe in reincarnation. And I believe, I believe that my soul has come into this physical body to learn certain lessons. I don't know what lessons I've had to learn. I'm sure that I screwed up quite a bit along the way. That's okay. Mm -hmm. But I think one of the, the lessons that I'm supposed to learn is dealing with this unbelievable traumatic experience, life death experience, surviving it and maybe getting the word out that people that are in life death situations don't have to listen to the guy with the white coat and that's the only way to go. We're all gonna die. I have no problem with that. And if I don't get the result I want and I die, two weeks from now, I'm okay because I'm living a quality life. And a lot of it is mental, but a lot of it is physical. And Mm -hmm. I believe that when I die, my physical body dies, my spirit lives on Mm -hmm. and goes into a life between lives realm. If you've read anything about Dr. Michael Newton and his life between lives uh, interviews from all over the world, it's quite fascinating. Mm -hmm. And I'll do what I do and eventually come back in another life to learn other lessons as I evolve and progress in this hierarchy of our spirit. Now, I know everybody's not gonna agree with me, probably it's, most people, that's fine. Okay. Yeah. It is so comforting for me mm-hmm. and that's why I'm not afraid of death. And, you know, what a, what a journey you've been on, um, you know, and of course, through your journey, that's how your cancer protocols have come to be. Um, yep. You know, one of the things that I have seen, and I'm very curious about this, because my history has also been my mouth, you know, so I and so as I'm so excited, you're a periodontist, and now you've got the whole health piece on top of it, uh, you know, is I end up having all my mercury fillings taken out in one day and I crashed. Um, looking back and now as a naturopath and practicing for 20 years, the thing that I see that's so connected to cancers, and I don't know if it's yours, but I do know that it's connected to a lot of cancer, is protozoans. And protozoans are like amoebas. And I see them always involved in periodontal disease on my biofeedback programs. Uh, and I'm so curious about your take on that. So I will tell you, it's not about individual microbes. Okay. It's about the imbalance or dysbiosis in the garden of bacteria or the garden of microbes. Okay. Because we all have, we all have 
many species of microbes. We'll just call them bacteria, but they're not all bacteria, but mm -hmm. we'll call them bacteria. We have all kinds of species. Your gut, you are made up of 38 trillion microbes and your human cells own 30 trillion. So you're my, more microbial than human. And most of those microbes exist in your gut and they literally control your destiny without a doubt. <laughs> and it controls the health of your mouth, the health mm -hmm. of other organ systems, the health of your immune system. It's an amazing, amazing um, organ system, which is this bacteria in your gut. So those numbers of species are in a state of balance. If you're healthy, they're in a state of balance. Mm -hmm. If you isolate individual microbes, you'll see some extremely potentially pathogenic bacteria. For instance, in the mouth, mm -hmm. a specific, very pathogenic bacterium is called P. gingivalis. It causes very severe periodontitis. It migrates to all tissues in the body, creates a host of other problems. But that's only when it's in an overgrowth state. It's out of control. Right. Everybody has P. gingivalis in their mouth mm -hmm. and it is in a state of balance and it actually helps other potential pathogenic bacteria to stay in line. It is in a happy relationship. You don't kill P. gingivalis because that will cause other bacteria that are not a problem to overgrow and become a problem. So okay. that's the critical element. So okay. yes, you'll see amoebas and protozoas and all kinds of, uh, all kinds of wiggly stuff. And uh, most of them you can't even see because they're, they're not visible in a microscope and they can't even be cultured because our culturing techniques don't work. But there are certain um, uh, means that, they can, that can do what's called whole genome and look at the entire genetic code of microbes to see what they are, even though they can't even culture them. So the yes, most important thing is to create a balance of these, but your species in your gut are different than my species. And your gut microbiome is as unique to you as your fingerprint. So I can't tell you a certain species has to be in your gut because if you put that species in your gut that might be healthy in the other guy could cause you lots of problems because it's not normal or in balance with your gut. Right. So we have to support your microbiome and your microbiome actually gets created by the age of two and a half to three years old. Oh, It'll stay as long as you live, but it may change a little bit to my age. That makes, to that makes total sense to me. Um, you remember when, and I don't know when this was, a couple of years ago, I guess, um, they were talking about how, how they were making poop pills. Okay, so that you could actually take mm -hmm. someone else's microbiome yes. in a capsule yes. and replant yes. that so that you could grow your good bacteria. Um, yes. Um, a few of my clients said, if, if we were going to do poop pills, I want, I want your poop. And I was like, what does that mean? Um, but they, you know, so I'm very picky about my microbiome um, from my own health path. Uh, and, yes. and I can kind of tell in my own body when it's off. You know, so yes. I eat all the sauerkrauts, I do the probiotics, you know, I take, and I take my supplements, um, you know, and, and just like you, we, we, we are more disciplined when we've been through something, you know, it's, well, we're, it's we're of, much more, we're, we're much yeah. 
too. We're now self-motivated. We, we, we have an emotional why to take care of ourselves. Exactly. Just, just knowledge doesn't do it. You have to have an emotional why. Well, there's always a why involved. Yes. 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 So Absolutely. your why, so your first why was to live, right? Just to get better yes. and get healthier. Uh, yes. And then when you had your bones cracked, then you were like on another path too of, okay, now I got to really figure out how to get my bones healthy here so I can, you know, not have that happen again. And I wanted to live a quality of life and, and create memories that I can live with. That's all we have as we get older, right? And that's yes. memories. Yeah, it has nothing to do with the material stuff. It's all memories. What are some tips that you can give for some for people then to, to have a healthy immune system and a healthy microbiome? So I have, I have, and that's basically my unconventional cancer protocols because that's creating this mm -hmm. immune system, which is literally the army within us to fight external um, um, invaders as well as internal invaders. It also fights cancer. Our immune system fights cancer every day. Everybody has cancer cells, cells that are not growing properly. It's mm -hmm. just that the immune cells either eat them up or they the individual cells that are going haywire that could become malignant before they become malignant, die themselves called apoptosis. So what, what is important? My research has created my unconventional cancer protocols. I will tell you diet is absolutely critical. So you not only have to have the nutrients that your body requires, you cannot have the irritants that cause damage to your gut microbiome or the epithelial lining of your gut or create systemic inflammation. All of that is kind of all combined to a healthy gut. That is absolutely critical. So my research originally looked at the paleo diet. Now, I thought I was a healthy guy. Let me just go back. I thought I was a healthy guy. Mm -hmm. How could I be on a paleo diet for six plus years and then develop cancer? There were a lot of people that looked at me and said, well, obviously a paleo diet is not a healthy diet or a paleo diet will not cause you to, or, or will not be from um, diseases. Well, cancer in my case and most people's cases didn't start a year ago or six years ago. And I did some research and I found a study that actually looked at my cohort, my age group of 65 to 75 of male dentists, that age group compared to male, males that were not in the dental profession. So the mm -hmm. general population of males is 65 to 75. And those male dentists, 65 to 75, actually had a higher prevalence of cancer, especially multiple myeloma. Now, didn't the article, why it was the case, it was just observational. And I'm thinking, what in my life as a dentist was so different than the average guy out there my age? Okay. And in dental school, I can tell you, I was exposed to two very specific things all the time. I was exposed to low dose ionizing radiation every day. Those are yes. dental x-ray machines. Mm -hmm. It is that low dose ionizing radiation will cause plasma cells. This is the cells of my malignancy, mm -hmm. which are the B cells that, become, that create antibodies in the uh, adaptive immune system. It will cause plasma cells to become dysfunctional and become oh. 
and or I was using Mercedes. Are you there? Yeah, we cut I, out there You for just a froze. We missed, yeah, we missed the last couple sorry, sentences. So, so what I found in dental school was that I was exposed to low dose radiation which are dental x-rays on a daily basis, that's causing the possibility of a plasma cell, one plasma cell become malignant. Mm -hmm. And I also was utilizing using free mercury in dental fillings because sure. we place mercury fillings in teeth. And we mm -hmm. play with mercury fillings like kids play with Play-Doh today. So it got in my skin, into my system. It was in the environment, the air we were breathing in dental school because mercury was literally dropped on the floor and evaporated into the environment. And mm -hmm. I was exposed to that for six years continuously. So I'm thinking those two toxic elements could may have caused one plasma cell in my body to become cancerous, resist my immune system and develop and grow in a malignancy. And it may have taken 40 some years before it manifested. So that's where I was. But I know, I know that I need to improve my nutrition and remove irritants that are causing any problem to my gut. My research has shown that the paleo diet was a good diet. And that's what I started when I was in uh, the, the uh, diagnosis of cancer, I was doing autoimmune. So I was doing paleo and mm -hmm. also removing nightshades on my, from my diet. Mm -hmm. Then I did some more research and there was a clinic in Budapest, Hungary called the Paleo Medicina Clinic. And this is a medical clinic that's been in existence for 10 years. They've treated over 5,000 people and they only treat severe chronic disease and cancer, but here's how they treat them. They use a diet plan, which they call the Paleolithic ketogenic diet, which is a very animal-based diet that is high in fat, medium protein, and very, very low in carbohydrates. Mm -hmm. And they do not use any supplements and they do not use any pharmaceutical medications. Wow. And they are getting results that are compelling those results are being published in other journals, not always in English, but mm -hmm. you can get English translations. And that blew me away. And now I understand the medical benefit of an animal-based diet. And that's what I went on January 1st, 2020. And I was on a strict animal-based or carnivore diet. Right. And you know, that's, that's, so, that's so interesting that, you know, that, that, that kind of diet really helped that. When I think back on my own path too, when I was full of mercury and detoxing all of it um, from my own <clears throat> mouth issue, I needed meat and I was advised to take oh, meat. Yeah. That was the metabolic typing diet. So it was more paleo. That word wasn't out there then. It was 30 years ago, mm -hmm. right? So it yeah. wasn't talked about in the same way, but it was about, I remember even just eating things like I normally didn't eat like lamb. You know, I mean, I just, yep. I just had to rotate and I had to do a rotation diet. So I wouldn't become allergic to certain foods, um, but it would be called paleo today. Absolutely. Well, this is much more strict than paleo. So it is muscle meat, but that's not the critical part. Actually, the critical part is the healthy saturated fat from yes. the animals and the organs, which are the critical part and all the collagen or the collagenous material. 
that where it is made up of different proteins from muscle meat. So this is the critical way of eating. And what's very, very interesting, if you look at the human evolution, which is what I kind of look at when I'm looking at, with a, a perspective as to what's going on with our bodies, our human species has evolved to have a digestive system that is more in tune. We are omnivores, but it's more in tune to digest animal foods than plant-based foods. We have a, a very acidic stomach, a one to 1.3 pH in our stomach to kill microbes that are actually um, damaged or, or, or rotting meat in, in the field. We have a very long small intestine where most of the animal-based foods are digested. We have a very short, large intestine where most of the plants will be digested in other primates, but we don't have that kind of a digestive system. And we have a DNA code that doesn't create the enzymes to literally digest many of the anti-nutrients, anti-chemicals that are damaging to our gut that are part of plants. Now, animals, certain animals, mm -hmm. lamb, beef, they have enzymes to break down a variety of anti-nutrients so that they get the actual from the grass that they eat and whatever to get into their blood and their bones and their collagen, their meat. And those are biologically available to us. So when we eat meat and the rest of animals nose to tail, we get all these nutrients in a biological fashion, very, very absorbable without the anti-nutrients. So this is a very healthy diet. Um, one of the things that we do need to do that most people don't are not aware of, and I just recently became aware of it a year or so ago, and that is we need to drink water that is loaded with minerals, not tap mm -hmm. water and not filtered water because all the minerals are removed, not reverse osmosis water and then we add two or three minerals back that's not much so mineral water has 20 30 40 different trace minerals so that's what our bodies need and that's how our primal ancestors have evolved drinking mineral water spring water and eating animals from the land and eating occasionally some plants that are available right go back to what great 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 grandma did <laughs> Absolutely. Right. <laughs> we only got screwed once we stopped eating that way. Absolutely. So that's one part. The other part is to make a healthy gut microbiome. And I do that with a variety of products, basically spore-based probiotics, because those are the only probiotics that resist the stomach acid. So they can literally regrow in the gut as well as create metabolites, chemicals that they produce that support our commensal bacteria. Again, we're not mm -hmm. trying to replace bacteria as much as we are trying to make our own commensal bacteria to grow in large numbers and quantity and quality. And that's right. what I try to do. And I think that, that my protocol makes that happen because I can do certain biomarkers to show that my gut microbiome is very robust and my immune system is very robust. And of course, my diet is very nutritious. Right. So you've done such a great job with your cancer protocols. And I mean, yes. look at you were given just a few months to live and look, you know, where you are today. I think that's so completely awesome. Um, congratulations, you know, on your good work. You've done such a beautiful job. I just have a few more questions here. We're going to call this, you know, sort of the end, like, like quick rapid fire kind of, kind of questions so we can get to know 
Dr. L a little bit better here. Uh, so, you know, what's your biggest self-care tip, Dr. L? What, what would you say? Self-care tip. Eat a healthy diet, without yeah. a doubt. Um, okay. And exercise. And exercise. Okay, awesome. Um, and in your downtime, when you're not having to think about a healthy diet or cooking, or <laughs> what is it that you like to do? Hobbies? Well, I do, I do love to cook. Okay. Absolutely love to cook. And my wife, we do get out and we just do some fun shopping in, in the early parts of the day. So she and I spend quite a bit of time together. That's wonderful. That's awesome. Um, and who have been your early mentors? Who are some of your mentors on your journey here? I would say Chris Kresser, Mark Sisson, two of the most influential people, I believe, in the idea of a primal diet and lifestyle. Those two are stand out the most. Awesome. Awesome. Um, and what advice would you give to uh, other practitioners, you know, beginning this journey, journey themselves? There are certain things that you need to look at to make sure your immune system is healthy. And what we did not touch on in depth is the mouth. And I need to under, help you understand mm -hmm. my, that suggests that if you don't have unhealthy dentistry in the mouth, like um, fillings that are broken or poorly made fillings by dentists that are doing kind of shoddy work or mm -hmm. something that's irritating the mouth. If there's nothing that's literally irritating in the mouth, gum disease and tooth decay literally start in the gut and the biome is not healthy, either because of the diet or other factors. It changes the immune system to weaken it. It creates a leaky gut that becomes systemic and you get systemic inflammation. That systemic inflammation changes the bacteria in the mouth, which has 700 different species of bacteria, makes pathogenic bacteria overgrow and then you develop gum disease and tooth decay because the foods feed these pathogenic bacteria. So, but you have to make sure that you have a healthy mouth with no bad dentistry. Mm -hmm. You have to have a healthy gut by restoring the gut microbiome. And you have to have a healthy diet that feeds the gut and feeds your body with nutrients that are not irritating the, to the body. So it's all this, isn't it? The mouth yep, is connected it is. to the whole gut. Absolutely. And, and, so, so often we don't realize that's the center of the causal relationships to chronic disease throughout the body. What was there? There was a little saying that was so awesome about this. It was in a dentist's office. Um, oh, ignore your teeth and they'll go away. <laughs> Never <laughs> forgot that. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. No, yes. that's, that's great. Absolutely. Such an important point. And I know we touched on mercury because you had worked a lot with mercury, but, um, you know, yes, it's a terrible, a terrible and it's still being placed today. Yeah. So you're, so again, you're not a believer in the mercury fillings then you definitely say, Oh my no. God, of course not. Mm -hmm. I'm not a believer in mercury fillings. I'm not a believer in fluoride. I'm not a believer in art artificial. Um, I'm not a believer in antimicrobial mouthwashes. I'm not a, because it damages the healthy gut microbiome. I'm not a believer in essential oils in the mouth because they're indiscriminate antimicrobials. I'm not a believer in um, binders in the mouth and toothpaste like betonite clay and activated charcoal. I'm definitely not a believer in that on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. I believe that we need to improve the balance of healthy bacteria, not kill 
bad as well as good bacteria. That doesn't make sense. Now, if you have an acute infection in the mouth mm -hmm. and you need an antimicrobial therapeutic rinse or whatever for a week to 10 days, I get it. I have no problem with it. As long as you know and understand how to restore your healthy microbiome. But if you use those antimicrobial products every day, you're damaging and destroying your mouth, your gut microbiome, and creating systemic problems that will only create manifestations later on. Absolutely. Wow. Thank you for that. Uh, because that's such an important point. I also know that you've used pulse electromagnetic therapy. Um, yes. So let your, me tell, just practice. tell you how this, yes. Well, not in my practice as much as my protocol, my okay. unconventional cancer protocols, I use pulse electromagnetic field therapy because I'm trying to create a robust immune system. And one of the things that is critical for a robust immune system are healthy individual cells. We are electrical beings. We, mm -hmm. Our cells speak to one another through frequencies, electricity, not just chemicals like cytokines, also frequencies. When a cell membrane is damaged and the millielectric potential between the outside and the inside of the cell doesn't allow good stuff to get in and bad stuff to get pushed out. Those cells become weakened and they can't produce energy. And there are a variety of ways to improve that. But one way is with pulsed electromagnetic field therapy. Research has been done for over at least 10 or 15 years that mm -hmm. shows low frequencies that are pulsed with no voltage spikes pure harmonic waves that literally are compatible with individual cells will stimulate those cells to recharge. Just like if you had rechargeable batteries and they're weakening, you put them in a charger, plug them into the socket in the wall, and all of a sudden those batteries become And those cells that are weakened can literally become stronger through the therapy called electromagnetic field therapy. And cancer is a disease, not only of mitochondria, um, metabolic dysfunction, but also mitochondrial dysfunction. That means that's where the energy in the cell is created. Pulse mm -hmm. electromagnetic field therapy supports the healthy production of energy or ATP through the mitochondria in every cell. Absolutely. You're speaking my language because <laughs> I do that frequency medicine every day. And I definitely think it helped me get healthy and all of my clients now, you know, I do and, believe and that. my family too, you know, I, so I use electromagnetic therapy every day um, and even do groups with that where I'm actually, I call it cha I'm changing their DNA. It's helping them get healthier and raise their vibration with that electromagnetic pulse. And there's different waves. So I have different programs that do different waves or sine waves and square waves and different waves of energy that you can hit the body with for different reasons, whether it's pain or cancer. It's fascinating. And I think it's the wave of the future in medicine. I really do. Dr. L, this has been amazing. Thank you for sharing your story, for sharing your wisdom um, and your protocols and how many people that they're helping all over the world. That's totally your gift. And I know that you have another gift for all of us today. It's your better belly blueprint, right? Yes. Yeah. I have a training, a free training that people can actually download, look and listen to. And if it makes sense and you have some thoughts, we can even set up a little free 
30 minute consultation and I can talk to you about some of the questions that you might have. But yes, um, my pleasure to offer that. Oh, that's so great. That's so great. Cause you are the guy with the wisdom on that. So <laughs> you did it yourself. You've got these amazing protocols. So we're so grateful for your time today. I want to thank you again and everyone definitely tune in and get that free gift, the better belly blueprint, reach out to Dr. Al. He can help you and answer your questions. Uh, you know, and you will, you will feel empowered just speaking with him. Thank, so thank you. Thank you again, Dr. Al. You're sweet. I appreciate it. Thanks for the opportunity.